Welcome to Care More, Be Better, a podcast for people like you who care about the social impact of conscious companies and everyday heroes. Hear inspiring stories from those who put people and planet before profit and personal gain. You'll learn how you can make a difference, vote with your dollars, and get involved today. Here's your host, Karina Belizzi. Hello, fellow do-gooders and friends. I'm your host, Karina Belizzi, an activist and cause marketer who's passionate about social good and sustainability. Today, I want to start by telling you a little bit of a story. This was reported on January 30th, 2021, so just the last weekend when I'm recording, by ABC7 in North Charleston, South Carolina. Moved by a need to help his students, a South Carolina high school principal took on a part-time job at Walmart and donated his paycheck to those in need. Let's think about that for a moment. A principal of a high school has started a part-time job. What was the straw that broke that camel's back? What propelled him into action? Well, he tells the story, and I'll share the link in comments to this show. In an interview on WCIV-TV, he said, A couple of years ago, I had two students who were females sleeping under the bridge. There was another situation where a former student of mine and her daughter were sleeping in their car. And another situation where a former student needed funds for her water and light bills. His name is Henry Darby. And he's been working at Walmart for two years already, three nights a week, 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. to help students in need. He's paid that salary forward to help ensure his students don't have to sleep under bridges or sleep in their cars, that they have water flowing and the lights on. His selfless efforts went viral when his students found him working at Walmart and started to share the story. And the result was an outpouring in donations from the community. Nationwide, over $100,000 has now been donated. Once his story went viral, well, guess what happened next? As soon as something like that happens, the big guys at Walmart say, I want a piece of this action too. I need this positive press. So they donated $50,000 to his high school, North Charleston High. Now, would Walmart have done that if it weren't for the virality of the story? Probably not. In fact, most assuredly not. Would Henry Darby's story have gone viral if he'd not been a person of status from within his community, a principal? Maybe not. But the reality is we need these types of efforts in order to go ahead and propel a discussion around these real problems. Should high school students be sleeping under an overpass or in their cars just to try and get the education that they need to survive and thrive? Absolutely not. Today, I want you to think about that. Efforts like those of Henry Darby. Whether it be a part-time job to help those in need or a new business with heart that seeks to build a better future, like the one I'll introduce you to today. It's an inspirational story of a hobby turned passion project that morphed into a pay-it-forward company. The Giving Cake makes beautiful floral cupcake bouquets and donates the proceeds to local charities in Santa Cruz County, charities that have been hard hit by the COVID pandemic. If you've been with us since our trailer episode, you've already heard that much, but today you'll learn a bit more. I'm thrilled to be joined by the founder of The Giving Cake, Violet Anna Leiby. Welcome, Violet. Thank you for having me. We've been friends for a long time, maybe longer than I care to (laughs) share and reveal on this podcast. (laughs) I see pretty much everything you post on social media. And when I first saw your cupcakes on Facebook, I thought, are those edible? I mean, they're absolutely beautiful. I also thought I had no idea she could decorate cakes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Why don't you start by telling us, all of our listeners, a little bit about this journey and how you went just from that hobby to passion project and now into a business? Sure. The way it started was I've always loved to bake. However, when it came to decorating cakes or anything like that, they were horrible. They tasted good, but it was the constant sliding apart cakes and poor frosting. I just decided that I wanted to learn how to do it better for my family and friends. Last March for my birthday, I purchased some online classes for doing these buttercream flowers. It was just kind of a spur of the moment. Hey, I wanted to learn how to do this. It's my birthday. I'm just going to do it. I took the classes and it turned out to be something I truly enjoyed to do. So I just started doing them and giving them to friends and such. And I became part of an online community of these buttercream bouquet cupcake flowers. And a lot of them had taken this hobby to start selling them. And I felt a little weird about selling cupcakes that I just liked to make. So I was hesitant to start a business at first. And then as the pandemic rolled on and the social unrest that followed, I started to feel really just lost in how I could help make any kind of difference which with what was going on. I did some volunteer work around COVID and homelessness during the summer but it just still didn't feel like enough. Then I had my aha moment, which was if I start my business selling cupcakes, I don't have to do it for myself. That's where the giving cake was born. I decided that I was going to start my business and donate all of the profits to local nonprofits. I started, I believe the beginning of December was when I officially launched and were, were <laughs> me <laughs> going full steam now. And I really, you know, it's we, been the community. We yes. are definitely going full steam. Yeah. I've now seen your cupcakes, even at some of the local shops in our area. So, I mean, it's obvious you're forging partnerships with maybe even some bakeries. Yeah. There's a local store in Scotts Valley who has been forced to pivot with the, you know, lack of retail walk-in that has happened. And we've started a wholesale partnership that I hope will continue throughout this next year. Wow. Okay. Now I know when we last connected on this, and I made a couple notes here, and this was in the midst of the holidays shortly after your launch, you'd made something like 300 cakes from late November into December. I think I've made maybe 48 in my life and they were seriously a hot mess. Like... <laughs> Nowhere near as, as beautiful as what you're putting together. And we will be sure to share a link to The Giving Cake, but you can also just go to thegivingcake.com and take a look at these creations. So I'm curious to know between now and then, some time has passed, maybe the holiday frenzy is over. Like, where are you in this journey and fitting this into your life as a full time worker? who has a job <laughs> and who also has mom life and is homeschooling her son. I mean, how are you making it all fit in? Well, lucky for me, I found something that I truly enjoy. Making these cupcakes 
you know, I put on some classical music and just zone out. I spend a lot of very late nights working on them, but it gives me so much joy to be creating these little beautiful cupcakes. And then, you know, the smile on my customers' faces when they get them, you know, it's usually like this look of surprise uh, when they actually get it. And then knowing that together we're just helping, even if in the tiniest bit, you know, not for profits are really struggling right now because they're not able to have their big fundraising events and such. And so being able to help a little bit or get the names out of some of these lesser known not for profits that are dear to me or that I have found out about through the Facebook community when I put a call out to people saying, hey, you know, who, who should benefit from these cupcakes? One of those that came out of that discussion was CASA, which is the court appointed special advocate. But then also, I think you're particularly passionate about the one around farm worker families. So why don't you talk for a bit about that? I learned about them late last year. They're an organization that offers, it's the Center for Farm Worker Families. I live in Watsonville and that's where my home business is based. So I'm surrounded by ag here and the community, you know, that I shop with in the grocery stores or see at the other retail locations in Watsonville, you know, it's very heavily influenced by the people that work in ag and the services that are needed to help these families navigate living here, navigate just trying to get the support that they need. And uh, sometimes they're underrepresented, underprivileged. And I feel like that one helps me directly impact my local community. But again, when an order is placed online, the customer is able to choose of the 10 nonprofits that they want to support. So it's not just me picking out the random not-for-profit that gets the profits, but each customer gets to choose where their money goes. Yeah, I love that. It reminded me of early days in uh the Natural Channel shopping at Staff of Life, and they have that box out front. This is a local grocery store here and natural independent retailer. And they had a box where you could choose to support specific charities that are local to the region from Surfriders Foundation to probably even some of these that you're now selecting. I just think that's beautiful. Now, I, I do think that people are going to be really curious about how you launched this in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, you're baking these cakes in your home foreseeably, having to arrange deliveries in some way. So what was that like and how did you navigate that? I have a business and marketing background. I knew I wanted to do this right. Like I knew I didn't want this to just be some splash thing I tried and then have it not succeed. I sat down and as I was practicing making cupcakes, I did my time studies and I looked at my ingredient costs. I filed to get my food health permit with the city. I took the mandatory food safety classes so that I could do everything by the book. I set up my business as an LLC 
And by doing all of this, I was really able to get my exact pricing so that I could charge what I needed to cover costs, but then also knew exactly what sort of profit was going to come out of that, that I could be able to donate. Mm -hmm. So I know precisely per bouquet, what part I can donate. So I'm curious because, you know, many social entrepreneurs come at these business problems and they say, okay, I'm going to donate 5% of my profits or I'm going to donate 10% of my profits. Or often it's just 1%. How did you come to that decision? And what is your plan long-term? Like, are you ever going to pay yourself for this if you were able to go, let's say, full-time in a commercial kitchen? Again, I started this because I needed to help. I was raised in family that understood that supporting our community was paramount. I did volunteer efforts growing up. It was just something that was instilled in me by my parents. And so sitting around feeling like, oh, I wish there was something I could do. It was like, there is something I can do. As far as growth and having this be my real job one day, that would be amazing if I could just be in my kitchen and make cupcakes all day. But that will take growth. Right now, yeah, it's a passion project. But if things pick up and I'm able to buy ingredients on a bulk higher scale, that'll reduce my costs. If, you know, all of those things, you know, business 101. But that's not really my focus. Mm -hmm. My focus is to be able to help as much as I can. And I'll probably, I'll probably just continue to work and have my staying up until 3am decorating (laughs) nights. And that'll just be that. I mean, it's my thing. It's like, there are people sleeping on the streets. There are children that need support in these with CASA. I am so fortunate to be able to do this. That is more important than me collecting a paycheck from the profits from the cupcakes. So I'm going to bring it back to Henry Darby for a minute and what he's doing and Carolina's. He actually, you should watch the video. It's so sweet. He sits there and he basically says, well, now that all this money has come in from the community and Walmart, he's like, I don't feel right about stopping. I'm still doing it for the same reason. And he's giving up three days a week where he works graveyard, which means he's up all day working for school and then up all night working for Walmart to pay forward his paycheck. It's it's the same sentiment is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just so lovely to see that kind of living in this time. Now, given that you are paying forward all of the profits, how are you measuring the success of your business today? And are there particularly goals, like s- specific goals that you're trying to reach? As far as, you know, how do I know if I'm being successful or not? I guess that's just if my heart is happy, mm-hmm. if I feel like I'm doing the best that I can. I know I could do better marketing myself and I know I could do better <laughs> doing those kind of things. It's yeah. like always the marketers and web designers that have the worst sites and the worst marketing just because I spend my time making cupcakes and not on social media. But I gosh, I would... I would love to be able to donate, you know, hundreds of dollars a month to these nonprofits. And that is just going to be scale. And 
I do need to find a better balance of getting the word out there about the giving cake and making cupcakes. I have faith that I'm doing the right thing and that things will organically happen as they will. Well, I know as a result of this and ultimately your other efforts and PR, the little bits and pieces you're able to get along the way, I think more people will be coming to you for cupcakes, maybe from outside the area. So maybe if we can figure out how to ship those beautiful creations (laughs) without having their frosting get completely smashed, um, you know, that could be the next phase. But for those people that are listening that aren't able to be reached specifically by your business. And well, for anyone who's unlike me that doesn't like sweets, because I know there are plenty of those too, they might like salty treats instead. What three things can they do to push forward social good and social change in their communities? What would you recommend given your experience also, you know, donating your time and efforts? I I mean, really, you just nailed it right there. Donate your time. You know, everybody has a skill and whether that's, offering admin support for a not-for-profit, if that's actively volunteering physically somewhere, there's just getting involved, you know, finding out how you can help. There's a lot of great resources through Volunteer Center, and they have locations in Santa Cruz County and in San Jose, so people could really find out where the greatest needs are. Through there, I've seen they need a webmaster. They need somebody to answer phones. You know, So there's all sorts of different skill levels that you can start with. I think that's just the main one. Become aware of what is needed around you and find the not-for-profit that speaks to you. There's plenty out there. There's just such a large, vast listing of different not-for-profits that you, know, you can choose the one that really speaks to you. Yeah. Or in your case, maybe create your own endeavor, right? Yeah. And so I'm curious, just given the research that you've done and the 10 not-for-profits you've selected, do you have any idea how many not-for-profits are in Santa Cruz County? No. I have Uh, no idea either. Yeah. There's there's a website where you can go look up the not-for-profits in your area. And there's just so many. An example would be, you know, our, my son's soccer team or soccer league is a not-for-profit. So even if you went and, you know, volunteered to try and recruit players or, you know, and right now they're not playing, but there's still bills and stuff that need to be paid. So Mm -hmm. is it trying to sell merchandise or whatever it is? Again, there is a not-for-profit that will speak to you. You just need Mm -hmm. to go find it. Yeah. What is that website resource? And if you don't know now, I can just follow up later and we'll put it in show notes. Yeah. That I, it, off the top of my head, I do not know. But you're not an encyclopedia. <laughs> I could Google it, but then you would hear me typing in. <laughs> right. Okay. Not the point. Anyway, I, I just want to again applaud your efforts so far. I had my two bouquets right around Christmas. I know I'd intended to get them at Thanksgiving. I think I was going to be among your first customers. But then my whole household got really sick and nobody was going to enjoy cupcakes. So I will say that the holiday bouquets you put together with poinsettias and all sorts of different colors were just gorgeous. And I'm looking forward to seeing your next creation. I will put a little 
vote in that hat for something in the succulent arena because I think those are. <laughs> I've seen some of those now, and I'm like, succulent cupcakes. I have just the person I need to buy these for. I'm sure you'll take ideas and and continue creating something great from what you're doing. So I want to again direct people who are interested in seeing what Violet Anna is doing to go to thegivingcake.com. It might just be the inspiration you need to move your passion project into central frame. There's also several not-for-profits there. You can use that as an idea of who you might reach out to. And in many cases, since these are community-based, there are likely community-based charities in your arena that have many of the same needs served. Now, as we close the show, I want to invite you all to take action. You don't have to be like Henry Darby and take on a second job at Walmart, no less. It doesn't have to be huge, but perhaps you need to order some cupcakes for a cause through the giving cake, or maybe a piece of art from Love Without Borders for Refugees in Need, You'll feel good knowing that your purchase benefited those in need. Or maybe you just need to call your local congressperson. Make your voice heard. To find suggestions like these, visit our website, caremorebebetter.com. There you will find an action page that links to really great companies and causes we encourage you to support, including that that we talked about today, the giving cake. And I invite all of you to join the conversation and be a part of the community we're building here. You can follow us on social spaces at Care More Be Better, and you can even connect with us directly by sending an email to hello at caremorebebetter.com or by visiting our website. There, you can send us an email directly from the site or sign up for a newsletter to be the first to receive any news related to this podcast. Thank you, listeners, for being a part of this pod and this journey because together we can do so much more. Thanks for listening to Care More, Be Better, a podcast for social good. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And share with your friends to help us reach more people and spread more social good. 